Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Today I thought we might talk about aliens versus robots, something that is very close to my heart. I'm very much in the news at the moment. Really? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Why don't, we could pick something topical, but I've got no need for steroids. ointment. Yes. Atopical steroids. Atopical. <laughs> yeah. We both have the same idea. So, so aliens versus robots. Yeah. Why? Well, there seems to be a lot of interest in space travel. When I say aliens, I'm not talking about immigration. None of that. Yeah. No, not tedious. Okay, right. I want it to be about aliens, those amongst us the who might... The little green men. I don't think there'll be little green men, though. I left those behind when I came south from Grimsby. Are you suggesting I go back? No, when you say alien, then, because we've all got ideas of what we think an alien looks like, sort of like the film Paul of a green thing with a giant head that chats to you. Why have aliens in films always got really, really long fingers? The producers. It's not like they're going to come and invade the country just to poke us all to death. If you think one person started with the long fingers and then everyone else who made a film about aliens just thought, well, that kind of worked. Long fingers is creepy. Let's go with long fingers. Why have they always got big heads as well? Like they've got a bigger brain than we have. Yeah, which is a nonsense. There are some very bright creatures on the planet Earth, much brighter than humans, I'd say, and they've got tiny little heads. Exactly. But also it's not very bright to be an alien with a big head and a tiny body because surely you just whisked to one side on a regular basis. They keep falling over. Well, yeah, exactly. That's not clever. That's not a superior race if you can't even stay up. Unless your idea of fun was to be a skittle. Yeah, the skittle race. The skittle alien race. (laughs) That would make, that would mean like weebles were real. They were just from another planet. (laughs) Don't start telling me they're not. (laughs) Weebles Do you think there's life on other planets? Because to be honest, I'm finding very little life on this planet, let alone elsewhere. I think most of the aliens have come here. Do you think? I think they uh, make up at least half of the population. As these species are going, the species that we know about, yeah. 50% gone this since sort of 10 years and all that, all around the world, I don't think they're counting the alien species in those things. And eventually, when the last human one goes, yeah. the last earthling goes, the aliens will suddenly rip off their masks and it'll be like, ha, 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 got rid of them. It's like Scooby-Doo. I followed those pesky kids. Yeah, <laughs> with, with no war needed. They just went. If you were an alien... And I'm not saying that you're not, because at this point I'm now questioning everything. And you were looking at a holiday brochure to come to Earth. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, for an alien, if you were on a superior race and you'd advanced metals and technologies and you could read people's minds, and then you're opening a brochure that says, come to Ho Seasons in Skegness. We've got the longest indoor water slide you'll ever see. (laughs) Do you think, is that enough to make them want to go? Oh my God, they've got a water slide? We're invading. Quick, get in the ships. A complete nonsense. Aliens would be wise enough, A, not to use brochures. That is so passe. (laughs) (laughs) Paper. Well, on Earth, the Chinese invented this several thousand years ago, so we should stick to it. No, no brochures. But the aliens will have learned that they don't need to travel around to get anything. What on Earth? to humans go to the other side of the planet for? Perhaps get drunk and fall downstairs at a nightclub? <laughs> Who knows? Do they back in for life? No, no, I don't think so. They're happy just being 
an alien? No, I'm sorry. I think you'll find people will travel for the longest indoor water slide, irrespective of race. Well, that's my test then. If I wanted to know if somebody's an alien or not, I would say, hey, do you fancy going halfway around the world to try out this new long water slide? Yeah. And if they say no, then they've failed the first part of being a human. <laughs> We'll have a 10-point plan by the end of the podcast, <laughs> OK? plan. How to spot an alien. How to check whether yeah. your neighbour is an alien. How to check if your neighbour is... My... I'm trying to think about my neighbours. I think one's a candle maker. It's a bit odd as yeah. a profession, isn't Does it? Does he make candles shaped in the way of aliens? Big heads UFOs. And yeah. I think he's suspicious. I'd write down these checks. I will. I'll ask him. Do you think eventually when podcasts could become a sport that will be subject to drug testing? It'd be a good, wouldn't it? I think yeah. we'd do pretty well, innit? I think, I think we'd we... get to... I think we'd be on those three little boxes, By two of us. By the time they get round to it, it'll be positive for lipids, <laughs> antacids <laughs> and arthritic medication by then. Lipids and antacids. <laughs> Marvellous. That's what future has in store for us. Can't wait. Do you think aliens have got better medicine than us? Do you think they get ill? Doubt it. I would think that they've sorted themselves out. If they've come to the planet Earth, I think they're advanced enough to know how to get rid of all the minor elements. Well, they don't have to be that advanced. They just have to be slightly more advanced on the aeroplane. So if they've come up with an aeroplane that will just go a little bit further, then yeah. they can go to other worlds. We're, we're not far from being able to go to other worlds. Can you imagine the day that we pop up and knock on a door at an alien's house? Can you imagine their face? That would be like the worst door-to-door -door sales visit you've ever had, yeah. wouldn't it? Hiya, my name's Paul. I'm from the UK. Uh, we're here just to have a look around your planet, see if it's somewhere we might like to come and visit on a regular basis. I've got this terrible theory that the <laughs> Earthling would think, oh, I'd better dress up as an alien. So they'd put on this exile. <laughs> well, they'll be there in a white suit, suit with, the, with your helmet anyway. Well, perhaps you that's have your where... astronaut suit on. Someone dressed as an astronaut bangs on your door, Graham, and says, We've come to investigate your world. You'd be like that, not today, thank you. Yeah. On the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a very sad day. Hang on, I've got Poor to put my three-headed dog back in the kitchen. <laughs> I feel sorrowful for those aliens, don't you? Yeah. If humankind went to their world. Well, we're doing it now, though. We're prodding around on Mars. We're poking about on Uranus. I mean, we're yeah. all over the place. I think it's awful. I really do. I think it all started, mankind went wrong when the first person in a cave found he'd run out of sugar and his partner said, why don't you pop to the cave next door? That was the first between cave contact and the poor people next door made a big mistake when they said something like, oh yeah, sure you can have a cup of sugar. They should have said, don't want to know, stay in your own cave. Well, no, really what happened is the cave dweller went to the other cave, found out there wasn't another cave dweller there, but in fact a large tiger that ate him. Now we're talking about yeah. And that's how Benefit started. Her husband was dead. She signed up. And what would the aliens do anyway? If the Earthmen went there, and of course it's all beamed all around our planet, everybody's watching TV of the first human being knocking on the alien's door, and the alien comes out and just goes, and the man falls down dead, and everybody would go, they're so aggressive. It's like, oh, excuse me, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be going to the aliens' planets. Do you think that the... 
Earth as a unit would be welcoming of new species because... No. Well, we're trying to kill them off as fast as we can now. Look, I mean, I was, it, I was just thinking about how poorly we've... And I'm using a real big sweeping statement here. I'm talking about Earth as a whole. You know, when colonies have discovered other colonies and they were slightly different from themselves, even in minor ways, we've tried to kill them out, stamp them out, make them believe in the same religions that we believe, try and get them to have the same skin colour as us or, you know, everyone's trying to be exactly the same. And actually, diversity is what makes us interesting. Interesting. So can you see there ever being a world like you see in films like Star Wars where you've got multiple races from different planets across the galaxy all sitting in a bar drinking some funky cocktail out of a test tube? No. There's a few people would love that. I personally would love I'd that. I'd like that. I I'd be staring. Yeah. I would be staring. What, we, their drinks? No, we would, not staring, staring. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, but you know what it's like when you see someone that's got dip, something different, like they've got a tattoo or an earring. Think about how you naturally drawn to it. It's something different, you haven't seen it before, so you'll have a look. Not in Grimsby. If you're staring at somebody, that is akin that's to, it. yeah, that's outside, mate. Well, then I think that would probably be what happened in this situation too. But you would be, it'd be fascinating to see people with scales or more eyes than two or different ears or no, different shapes no, no. heads. The reality, and... they'd say, oh no, that person's got three eyes, they can see better than me, I rely on my eyesight for my job, I don't want those people, let's get rid of all three-eyed people. They'd look at it as a, an attack on them. That's why we've taken this many centuries to get to the point where people are accept that not everyone is the same, and still mm. most people want the same. They want just people around them who are the same as them. What if we get to a planet Right, space exploration gets to a stage where we arrive somewhere, we found a new planet. Say we actually get to Mars, we find that there's life, we knock on a door and the door opens and the person the other side of the door, the being the other side of the door, is human. Right. Wouldn't you at that point be going, we've spent how much? <laughs> <laughs> you look the same as me? <laughs> yes. And your name's Doris? <laughs> yeah, I've travelled millions, millions of miles to meet Doris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> who now tells me one of her best friends is from Grimsby. Yes, and and she wears a floral housecoat. It can't be meh. Did I just say meh? An alien word came out. Yeah, you did. You're yeah. already bringing out your inner alien. Of course, it's a sense of scale. All of the alien things that they say about tend to be massive, great big things. But if they were actually microscopic... <gasps> are, we get, are we back aliens, to trebles again? Tribbles. <laughs> get your tribbles out. <laughs> no, if they were tiny, tiny, so that you inhaled the alien. Oh, yeah. I mean, there. I don't want an alien up my nose. So, so the alien... enough with the long fingers. I don't want them to get anywhere else. Well, yeah, but the alien might be happy as Larry. It's like, we don't want to kill the humans off. They're just nice to live in, you know, just lodged yeah. in their nest. Nasal passage. I thought about that if you reverse it so that you then become the individual planet for the alien to live in. Yeah, you're the host. Well, they might be well, here now. Thanks for that. That's nightmares for me for the rest of the month. This is where robots come in. Okay. The only way to get people to accept everything is to get them to relax and stop looking at things as a threat. I think that's where this awkwardness about people that are different are. Have you not know? seen Terminator? Robots are the biggest threat ever. They're well, coming to get us. Well, that's because Especially the robots are ruling. Especially if your name ruling. is Sarah Connor. My, <laughs> it's not. I had it changed by deed poll. Okay, that's yeah. all right. Oh. Okay. One of the jobs I went for early on in my career was testing new robots. Did you? When I got the application through, the agency sent me this thing. 
testing new robots. I thought, wow, I want it. I want that job. That job is mine. I want it. I had ideas like, oh, it's going to be sort of like walking, talking, or mm. seeing all dancing robots. I got there for the interview, and it was like a paint spraying arm. Oh. I'm like... Um, In a car manufacturing plant, because yeah. that's what they use them a lot, don't they? And I thought, no, that's, that's a robot arm, but that's not a robot. So that's mm. what I think we should get rid of here. Are we talking robots here as in Terminator? Or mm. are we talking robots as in, oh, it's a robot vacuum cleaner? Or a robot grass cutter? You know, all these little robots. But that's a baby step to the Terminator. They start as grass cutters. They start as little vacuum cleaners that try and eat your ankles. Okay. And then they mm. grow into Arnold Schwarzenegger that comes back from the future and then tries to accost you in Tesco's Extra. This is how it's going to happen. Dynamite Industries were completely on the ball with that one. So you think perhaps the aliens have come here and they've started, it'd be clever, they've brought out like the robot vacuum cleaners and when you're not looking, yeah. you're just walking across your kitchen and it goes zip and trips you how to kill off the human race <laughs> yes. by a hundred pound robot vacuum cleaner that will kill you because you'll fall <laughs> over the blessed thing. I think Dyson should be investigated. <laughs> there are plans afoot. <laughs> but if a robot came to planet Earth, I mean, I think there's sometimes been comedies about it, and they with robots and aliens that can't do things like climb stairs. Mm. You think they'd be more impressive than that? Surely you could get upstairs. But if it was more of an amoeboid thing, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just effectively like a non bouncy ball, they couldn't even bounce the way up the stairs. They just get to the stairs and think, can't do that. Look at you with probably the adoring alien black eyes and go, could you just carry me up these stairs? Please. An alien invasion is. <laughs> Is stopped because of <laughs> stairs. Yeah. I do think those films, the robot apocalypse type of films, like uh, War Games was a classic with Matthew Broderick where he's a hacker on a BBC computer and he manages to get into the back end of the system and he starts a nuclear countdown, which would happen, I mean, every week. Very plausible, Scrub. <laughs> very, very plausible. <laughs> I do think that we are putting so much reliance on technology and creating so, so much software that stops us from having to do key thinking stages, that at some stage there will be the ability for a, a robot or a piece of software to decide major decisions and make major decisions. What I saw recently, which I found really interesting, was in Japan, they're making... I love Japan for all this stuff. They make some great toot, don't they? <laughs> it's a tiny little, tiny little robot that looks ever so cute, and it's been built to combat loneliness. Oh. Which is really sad. It's like a sad little robot. And it will go and live with old people so that they have someone to talk to. Oh, Isn't that sweet? Nice. Yeah, but we have dogs and cats for that. No, but they don't have enough space in Japan to have animals or care for them, so they need someone to talk to. Because the humans have taken up all the space. Yeah, because humans have taken up the space. And there's and too many keep, humans. Yeah, and they just keep breeding the humans. Yes. Eventually there won't be space for but the dogs. But that's why the robot's so little, the, the little because it doesn't take any room up. And it's so sweet. It's a very mm. cute little thing. And it learns from algorithms how to talk to you properly and shows an interest. And it even has face, sympathetic facial expressions. But I think they'd get, soon get tedious because humans have got such a range of things. In fact, another of my tests for an alien or a robot, if the robots get really good, like in Blade Runner, where mm. you're not sure if they're real oh, or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another test would be the creative industries. Tell them to perform in some way. 
to see whether they could do it. Because I think the <laughs> algorithms are good. They wouldn't quite be able to cut it with the what? nonsense. Right. We will check if you're an alien or a robot. We're going to put you on a Britain's Got Talent audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If your backstory isn't strong enough, you don't pull at the heartstrings of everybody in the local community, yeah. we know you're a fake. That's right. If you're not pathetic enough, if your story holds water... Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, there's one of your itineraries. Say to a robot or an alien, are you happy? Mm. Or how are you? That's the simplest thing. If they're human, they'll go with the standard responses, which is busy, or an hour and a half of your life will now disappear because they'll start ranting about their next door neighbour or some sort of ailment. If they're a robot or an alien, I think they'll just go with the standard fine. Yeah. I think you could check their phones to see how many pointless photographs they've got on it. If it's a human, they'll have something like 48,000 and moaning about, oh, I've got to increase the storage space on I've tuned or whatever. If they're an alien or a robot, you'll look and they'll probably have a token four pictures or something, which will be of some robot in Japan, something else, just to show willing. But yeah. they won't have loads of... They won't care. They won't have loads of snaps. No. They won't have, this is my dog. I took all of these, one after the other, one afternoon. It took me about five minutes, but I've got about 84 of them and I can't bear to delete any of them because they're all so cute. <laughs> that's the human, but that's not going to be the that's alien. That's not the alien, the robot. Well, no, it's great. Up. The robot I would have really liked to have had in my life was from Buck Rogers. Do you remember Buck Rogers in the 21st century? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, I think his name was Biddy. He used to go Biddy, Biddy, Biddy. I can't remember his name. I want to say it's Tweedy or something. I'll look it up. But basically, all he did, he was a tiny little robot which looked like a child in a costume, but yet he had a really low, manly voice, which is a bit weird, but mm -hmm. that kind of made him quite that cute. Is. Yeah, and all he did was uh, he'd sort of give advice and serve drinks. I thought that was a great robot. Yeah. Or Metal Mickey. Do you remember Metal Mickey? Metal Mickey. I think he just ate everything. But th that's what we thought robots were going to be like. We thought they were going to yeah. be companions, and they were built to almost look like humanoids. Humans. Exactly. That's why Star Wars broke the mould a little bit, because yeah. it brought out a few robots that were just canisters on wheels, sponsored by Henry vacuum cleaners, probably, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Can you imagine being the actor? And I've met the lovely guy that was the actor in R2-D2. Can you imagine getting that gig and you get that phone call from your agent, they go, we've got your part in this massive, massive franchise, it's going to be huge, it's going to change your career, and you're all excited, and they go, yes. Now, just one thing about the costume. We're going to wedge you yeah. <laughs> in a bin for the rest of your career. All right. Are you okay with small spaces? Be... <laughs> Lucky for him. Lucky for him. He became well known for it. He? he did. Outside yeah. of the tin. Absolutely. Outside <laughs> of the tin. And then he had C3PO, who was a humanoid. He had a skeleton and he had. I'm talking about these things like they're real. Mm. <laughs> this is you what are. worries me. You are. It worries me too. <laughs> so, are you scared of the idea of an alien living next door. If your candle maker no. friend was an alien. I'm not scared about the alien side of things. I think it's a lot more plausible about the robot side of things. I don't like. Google knows everything about me. I have Alexa in my home. I have Siri on my phone. There are robots encroaching on my life because I want them for simplicity and I'm utilising them for ease and speed, but they know an awful lot about me. Mm. And I Why? don't necessarily like all that. I don't like the idea of automated homes. Have you seen automated homes? Well, mm. there's a smart computer in your house, basically in a hub, and that does your heating, it does everything, your lighting, you know, the houses of the future will be able to put your food on, they'll do your Wi-Fi, they'll manage all that. I just, oh, I don't know. 
know. How much control do we want to give to robots? But why do we want this level of control? This week I saw an advert for a fridge camera. Fridge which, camera? Yeah, which will... What are you uh, taking photographs of so that in when your you're, fridge? When you're out and about, yeah. if you suddenly think, oh, I wonder if I've got any milk, you're supposed to be able to look in your fridge from your smartphone and yeah. see what's in your fridge. But of course, the camera can't cover every aspect of your fridge, I'm thinking. So you won't know if you've got milk because probably the camera will be above that. So That's the one thing you're thinking going, about... Oh, we're out of mould. Let's get yes. some more mould when we're out. <laughs> oh, look at the back of your fridge. <laughs> the person looking over your shoulder will say, oh, look at the back <laughs> of your fridge. Oh, oh, I didn't know you liked that sort of stuff. No, I don't. Yeah. I know you can get the Samsung fridge, which um, oh, has great. a smart screen on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's really basically a novelty, isn't it? I think a lot of them are. I think the idea that you need help ordering just basic stuff, it's taking away the freedom. And also, if you go on Spotify and start playing various tracks because you've got a few friends around, then for weeks later, it'll keep suggesting, we know you like these tracks because you've played them before. It's like, no, no, I just did that that day. Well, then that's what, your fridge me. is going to do the same, is it? We know you like these foods because you've eaten them before. Yeah, you get something new, you try yeah. something out. You could get push notes notifications that tell you when your yogurts are going out of date. That sort of thing, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But where do you draw the line? Well, humans won't draw the line, it would seem. And one of the things I found... Is it I because found... we're a lazy species? <clears throat> yeah. We might be at the top of the old mental and food chain, but I do think we're getting a little bit like one of those arrogant people at work that makes out that they're busier than everybody else. Yeah. I am too busy to do my own food shopping, therefore I need to outsource it to technology yeah. so that it can tell me when my fromage fray is about to go fromage frop. <laughs> yes, you and know. the cucumber. Well, but there's arrogance the there. Bit of cucumber and that's what on. I think will be... I think that's what opens us up to vulnerabilities of uh, aliens and robots because we have arrogance as the top of the chain. We don't have any predators except ourselves. And now the aliens and the robots. But the more power we give to the robots and to technology, the more likely it is to come and kill us like it did in Terminators 1, 2, 3, the other one that had the prelude, the TV series. I think, you know, there's a conversation piece there. People have made a lot of films about this. How would we feel if, in fact, mm. unlike our doom and gloom species, the aliens and or robots were actually just happy, lovable, comedic characters. So like alien, Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An alien came to Earth just wanting to entertain. Look at me, I can juggle 15 sort of these walls in one go. I think we'd still be suspicious. We would, would say no. Someone popped up with 14 arms. Yeah. Right? And they were the most amazing juggler and knife swallower. Again, like you said earlier, I reckon there'd be people going... He's come here to take me job. You know what it'd be like on TV or whatever the equivalent is in those days? Somebody would say, oh, first alien, cookery programme, what'd it taste like? Is <laughs> that you can't eat the first alien? But I think wanna... it'd be like migration that we've seen to date from other parts of the world into the UK. So I can imagine it'll be the first aliens will turn up and we'll go, all right, we'll give you a job but it'll be the jobs we don't want to do because we're far too important. So you can basically clean our hotel rooms yes. <laughs> or, or stick you down a mine but and the, we'll pay you next to nothing. But the typical right? human doesn't want to do it. They don't want the lowly jobs. We are lazy. Yeah. We are a lazy species. Most people don't want to be the bosses either. In fact, most people no. say things like, why do you want to be a president? Why do you want to be a prime minister? Who'd want that responsibility? But you do want the money. Yeah. You want the ability to have the money so that you can do nothing, <laughs> really. Yeah, but then you get bored doing nothing. 
Yeah, so you travel around the world to look at some pointless water slide the other side of the planet, don't you? <laughs> Do you think Area 51 is real? Well, Area 51 is real, but it's whether it contains anything that's of interest. <laughs> People go to Area 51, don't they? The, yeah, in there's the a diner down. there. There was a guy recently on social media that um, suggested that people should have a rave and storm Area 51. And yeah. It went viral. And the, the US Army was genuinely frightened that all these people were going to rock up and try and break down the gates because they want to see what's behind them. I think the army would be frightened, but only because they can't deal with that, that many sort people. of nonsense. But what do you think is behind the gates? What do you think they've got? Do you think it's a bit like uh, some sort of National History Museum, kind of fossilised bits and pieces that they're not quite sure they can explain? Yeah, probably. I, I would rock think, samples. I would think it would be really tedious. Well, yeah, I don't think it's as exciting as people think. I, I think, think it... once you've done the headphone tour, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be a bit like that. Where's the gift shop? I find it astonishing when um, all the people bought that Stephen Hawking book, which mm. explained black holes and things. Most people didn't read it. That is another test for an alien. An alien, I hope, would have read it. Yeah. A human, there's no way they'd read it. A human would be like, have you got the audio version? Yeah. And it's, then... it's fascinating. Oh, I must have that. Oh, I'll never get around to reading it then. No. There's a TV show. It's really interesting. It starts talking fact. Oh, don't give me fact. <laughs> Too busy for that. Yeah. Can't you outsource that and get someone to write me notes? Exactly. I just want to try out that latest water park. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.